everybody. Yeah, yeah. Play Ultra Kill. You should play Ultra Kill. I'm trying to get people to fucking play Ultra Kill. What is it? Let me look it up. It's a... Uh, it's uh, it's uh, go to devilmayquake.com to be directed to the Steam page. It's I'll just a, look uh, up a YouTube trailer. It's a Doom style retro shooter, uh, movement oh, movement based retro shooter. I have seen it. It is the best shooter of all time, without a doubt. It is the best shooter of all time. Let me skip ahead. I'm not gonna have audio. Just no, you can turn the audio on. Is this the uh, trailer for it? Yeah, this is just yeah, the, this is the fucking yeah. stop for it. If we play, if you play like the first, uh, because there's only like four levels per stage. If you play the prelude, I'll, if we play the prelude like today, it is going to be the most fun we have ever had because of all the shit. I'm going to show you all the shit you can do in this fucking game. You are not even seeing the ex like half of the extent of what you can do, and this is only Act One. Yeah, I'm playing this on PC for sure. Yeah, do it's only on PC? PC. It's on Steam. It's oh, only okay, on PC. you have it. Okay. Um, I'm it's sure free. It. It's yeah. free too. Yeah, no, okay. I can run it. I just don't play games on my computer right now. Damn. Uh, do you have but a built PC or no? Uh, well, I have a, I have that uh, Alienware laptop, okay. and it's powerful enough to run the game. Oh, I have yeah. a, I have a Steam page and library and stuff. It's just like I don't play games on my computer because I don't have anything to do with anybody else. But like, if we were competing, because it's, it's a single player game. And yeah. They're very adamant on their Discord about no multiplayer. Oh, they're compete. You you compete e against each other. Okay. Because I like, like um, it's so like scoreboard type shit. Yeah. So okay. it's a it's a Quake. It's a movement-based Quake and uh, Doom-style shooter, right? But it has a, a style rating, like Devil May Cry. Do you know anything about Devil May Cry? Or, no, uh, no, no. But I'm so assuming it's like you're doing like... Character, action, character action games, like uh, Devil May Cry, Bayonetta, God of War, Ninja Gaiden. Devil May Cry and Bayonetta in particular, they're the upper echelon of that. They have so many um, combat options and weapon types and styles that like you can switch between on the fly in combat without like um, having like loading frames or anything for switching weapons. Like at a press of a button, it swaps the entire character model out to one with a new weapon, and you're just doing attacks with the same button press. Oh shit! Okay. So the the more shit you chain together without getting hit, it builds up a style meter that goes from DC. So you're chaining weapons like Doom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. DC, like you're dropping someone's shields yeah, with DC, one. Yeah, DC, B, A, S, 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 triple S, and then there's the Ultra Kill rank in Ultra Kill. Uh, like, like, uh, fucking, um, God damn. The fucking fighting game we played at Noah's house. Um, Killer Instinct. Killer Instinct, yeah, yeah. Where the, the, the announcer will start screaming at you the better your combos yeah. get. But it's like that. You have a fucking scoreboard with That's all these different sick. like little achievements, basically. Every time you switch a weapon, you get a fresh weapon bonus. You get 1.5 times the style meter per, I don't know, point scored going up. But it's uh, at the end of the, each mission, you get measured in like time, the amount of kills you got, your style meter, and then the amount of secrets you found. So... We could be simultaneously like playing levels with each other over Discord and then competing to see who had the you know like the better style rating at the end of the one. That's honestly that's and what I did with uh, Doom Eternal. Uh, me and my buddy we just start a Slayer Gate. I yeah, think that's what they're Slayer called, Gate. like the the challenge things in, within levels. We would start the same one and see who beat it first. Yeah, there, there's challenge level yeah. secret missions and the the cyber grind, which is like a it's like a non it's like a non story game. It's like randomly generated levels it's not random there's like the first 100 are all yeah. set and then after you get to 100 it's like randomly generated oh, so you after just that. like infinite playability quote, yeah quote, infinite yeah. playability but it's like it's a set amount and type of like distinct enemies that you wouldn't like come across with each other in the enemy set per like mission so after like certain missions some of some of the enemies just go away because they yeah. don't interact well with the other enemies in the game but i want everybody to play that fucking game i'll play it how much is it it's free I believe, actually, it was free when I played it, but that was when it was in early access, and I only had the Prelude Ooh. in fucking 2020. I'm sure it costs like maybe max 15 bucks. Let me see. How, let me see. How, I'll Google how much it is right now because I yep. I want everybody to fucking have this. I'll game. play it. I'll play the fuck out of it. I love FPS. I played CS:GO for like eight years. I fucking play, no life that shit. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I it, yeah, it's 20 bucks. CS:GO was my shit. For so I actually long. do not like shooters at all. Like this is the really? game that got me back into shooters. Doom got me back into shooters because I quit CS and everything. I'm like overwhelmingly positive reviews on Steam. Yeah, ninety eight percent positive of thirty thousand. I remember hearing about it a while ago. That was probably early access. It's still early access. Really? Yeah, because it's it's only 
oh, the game's only two thirds of the way done, or I guess three quarters. I feel like every game's fucking early act. Because there, there's a uh, there's Prelude Act One, Act Two just came out August sixth, and now Act Three is going to start, and like each level is going to be implemented, I guess, until the whole thing comes out, and then it'll it'll probably increase in price by like five bucks once it's fully out. Yeah, no, uh, I'll definitely download it and fuck around with it over the weekend and shit, or even tonight. I want to see you fucking play it. Like, I'll yeah. uh, screen share. I, I need to see you fucking play. It is one of the most fun games I have ever seen. There's so much, like, the things that I like as a as a a writer are um, when other writers of media or properties like play around with the sort of abstract or obscure ideas of things that characters or people can do in their like f- fictitious worlds. Like, because if somebody thinks of something and then a writer never implements it, it's like that's a yeah. wasted potential idea because if one person could think of something you have an entire audience base who can think of the same thing this game like every mechanic interacts exactly the same and there's no um there's no cooldown frames except on weapon animations okay so you can cancel basically everything you're uh i remember i said it's all gun and punch yeah the punch your default uh, you get multiple arms the other game the, de- the default arm uh parries and reflects anything Anything except if it's like uh, there's a specific tag for enemy attacks that are like non-projectile that you can't reflect, but if it's a solid projectile or or coming off of an enemy, you can if you time it right, you can hit it back at them for double damage. But uh, your own um, your own weapons can damage you if you charge them up too much. But if you have the correct like frame timing on it, you can punch your own like shotgun shells and then they don't <laughs> hurt you and they do double damage hitting your hitting the enemy. Okay. This this seems like a type of game where like as soon as you master it, you get in a flow where you're not thinking about your actions, you're just doing shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, it's, a, like. it's exactly like that. This yep. game this game could be entirely based on uh one weapon alone. There is a this your secondary pistol, uh I forgot what it's called, but you you can flip up to four coins. And if you if you shoot the coin it will uh, do dub- it'll double the attack damage and then automatically hit a headshot on the nearest enemy. Holy shit. But you can, well, you can punch the fucking coins. So you can punch them at enemies and they, they will do their own default damage and then they'll bounce back off and you can shoot them again. Uh, you can shoot up to four. Sometimes, if you, if you time it correctly, um, the, your bullet will split in half when it hits the coin and it'll go at two enemies. Um... And you can rotate weapons while the coins are in the air. So you get like a fucking rail cannon. You can flick four coins, swap to your rail cannon, and then do quadruple rail cannon damage with your best gun. No, that, that sounds sick. Cause and, that, it's, that's... and all while you're moving. Like as long as your fucking sensitivity is, is low enough or high enough, you can fucking catch the shit all while you're moving. No, this just sounds like the best parts of the, the reason I dropped The reason I dropped the game and playing on PC... Because you had no one else. It, one, because I had no one else, and I don't like moving with my left hand. Really? I was playing with controller, but uh, I don't have like I if I could play with like a, a joystick in my left hand and like left triggers and stuff, and then a mouse in my right hand, I would do that entirely. I, if I could split those fucking control set schematics, because I do not like using keys for anything. Because and I should not be complaining. I'm a guitar player. Like my my fingers stretch further on my left hand because yeah, of years of like training. Perfect like, for like reaching control and shift with the. Your but left. but going like. All four, you can move in all four directions, with just my with yeah. just my thumb, on a on a joystick, which is what I like. The thing is, I can't. But I like aiming with a mouse. I, I can't. Yeah, mouse. I can't aim on a controller anymore. I realized that. I went over to my buddy's house and I can't do it like, either. He's like, oh, I have Apex Legends. I'm like, oh shit, I'm I'm really good at this. He gives me the controller. I can't hit shit. Yeah, I dropped Apex, Black Ops, Fortnite, and uh, and Overwatch all on. On PlayStation, I stopped playing shooters entirely. Yeah. That was that was my like after school setup. Me and Malachi and our other friends, all my online friends, we'd play fucking Overwatch and, and Fortnite, and I the gave that shit up. The only things good on a controller are like third person games, yeah, third person yeah. or racing like Forza games. Um, but even that char- on a wheel, third yeah, third person like character action, uh, like Spider Man that came yeah. on PC. That's fucking so fucking puzzle, good. puzzle shit, action games, first person games if they have melee. Are good enough. Like uh, Vampire. I played Vampire on it's PlayStation. The glide side to side. You're just gliding. You can't do that. You can't just aim to the spot you, where you want. The thing about... Well, it's it's, uh, it's hand-eye coordination. Like So no matter how precise you set... Um, 
no matter how precise you set the sensitivity on a controller, a right stick is so much smaller than your actual, like, how your wrist yeah. will you translate so much more. hand-eye coordination to your actual vision. So your, your, your wrist can max where your eyes go precisely and point at the same spot where your thumb does not have that same All uh, I did on CS. field of vision. On CS, field of view I movement. just get the op. And I just do flick shots on people. I'd mm. practice for days in like the open lobbies, and I go in competitive. I'd be looking down a hallway. There's a little shimmer of a person there. Really quick, they're dead. They're gone. I was fu- that. That was my fucking shit. Oh, I miss CS:GO mm-hmm. for the shit talk. Just everyone yelling the N word uh, like as soon as something happens. Dude, fucking video <laughs> video games and the N word they go together like fucking peanut butter and jelly. I wish game chat still existed in games as it used to, like in the 360 PS3 era. It still exists on Discord and PS4. Yeah, but it, Xbox really toned down. Xbox toned down. Really but, toned down, but PlayStation still has. PlayStation fucking, still has it. PlayStation still has fucking wicked. Like you're gamers. queuing up, you're queuing up for something, and you hear everyone talking shit. Uh, it depends on what games you're playing. Valorant still has that. Like a lot of games got rid of that queue thing, and like Valorant. Games. Valorant has queue chat. Yeah, it has to. Even CS is starting to tone it back. Uh, CS most to. most modern shooters like fucking Apex, Fortnite, and Overwatch. They they like have a. They don't have like a a queue lobby anymore, yeah. which I guess is what you're talking about. Yeah, I missed that because you got to talk to people, and Val- make friends. Valorant yeah. still has that, which is why I think it's still going strong because it's objectively like it's objectively not as good as a game of Overwatch One. The one thing I loved about the Halo era was getting to a lobby, you queue in. There's already a bunch of people talking because of the fact that when the game ends, like you're playing deathmatch, it ends. Everyone stays together. People start leaving, whatever, but like the group stays together. Yeah, and then they go to the next thing. Yeah. Everyone votes on what they want to do next with randoms. So then you stay in a few games with a certain people. You and talk you to them for a while. End up becoming friends with them. Yeah, mics. and you add them. That doesn't happen anymore. I'm so sad about that. Uh, yeah, that's how I met most of my friends on PlayStation. It was yeah. through Overwatch. And doing it's like, like voting to stay together. Anybody who had a mic on Overwatch, I would add them immediately. Ever since like Xbox games. One, PS4, it hasn't happened. No, no, not really. Damn, gaming is this gaming? This is <laughs> not gaming anymore, dude. Because it was all about the... Oh, the games were like a big party. Gaming MW2, squeeze. Uh, MW2, COD, COD 4, fucking Halo 3, Halo Reach. They were a big party game. Yeah. You're just in there shitting on people. You're all just having a big-ass party. Now you just get in there and you're like, oh, I gotta kill people to get this fucking rank <laughs> or whatever. You're just in there solo. Everyone's yeah. silent. I I don't like... I don't really even play games anymore. Like I, I like single-player games, but it's hard to find good single-player games. And then it's hard to... like. I don't like being by myself when I do leisurely things. Yeah. Like, uh, I wish I had, like, a roommate who was somebody that I liked. Because I, when, I, when I'm at my house, I know, I'm my, like, my dad's there. But we yeah. just, like, don't talk to each other. And then I, I'm in my room by myself. I hop on my computer, start drawing for two hours, and I'm like, damn. I just, like, the sun's gone. Yeah. And I, I enjoyed doing this, and now, like, but nobody else was there. I couldn't talk to anybody. So it's, like, a half-felt experience. Gaming is the same thing for me. Like, I... I got a, uh, I got the Mega Man. I'm a big Mega Man stan, um, or at least I was. I got the Mega Man uh, uh, Zero and ZX collection, which is a a port of the Game Boy and DS Mega Man games, the Zero games and the ZX games onto PlayStation. And I was playing those for, God, must have been a month straight, pretty much all the fucking time. Hell yeah. Um, and I just hated it. The uh, games were great, but I was like, anytime I was like failing at something and I would see a reload screen or like uh, the game over screen, I'm like, I look around, I'm like, my room is fucking empty. It's not the same. And my, my room is literally like a perfect 10 by 10 by 10 white box. So it feels like a fucking prison. It feels like an, I feel like I live in Norwegian prison. I feel that. Cause like with my, uh, with my home life, my stepdad. He has the whole downstairs. I don't even want to go down there when he's down there. So I'm just up in my room doing hanging out. We're like yeah. planning to hang out with other people and get out of the house because I'm like, this fucking sucks. I'm just stuck in a little fucking room. But I definitely feel that for sure. And it's it's not the same when you're uh back in high school inviting a buddy over. You're sitting there fucking playing some shit. You should steal Split Maddie. Screen. We should steal Maddie's camper. Yeah. No, we should get uh everyone in on a nice ass house. Not even a nice ass house. Like it could be if everyone goes in, like paying five hundred each, which is not crazy. No, nah, it's not. We could get a nice house, like four people paying five hundred each on a place. We could get something stupid. Can't be in my name. I have no credit. Yeah, 
I uh, my credit's perfect. So I my dad scared my dad scared me for my entire life and to be like, never get a credit card. You're what? feeding into the system. Never get a credit card. Get a credit card. I know I should. Because then you're using the bank's money and you're building yourself credit. <laughs> like, yeah. problem I, is you have to pay it back eventually. And like, I'm not. I anytime I think about getting a credit card, I'm like not financially in a position where I know yeah. I can recover from that hole that I'm going to dig myself into. I paid actually, on, unless yeah. I, st- uh, I should, I should read Sam Hyde's. Uh, Manifesto, start debt maxing. Debt maxing? I don't know about all that. uh, Cred maxing. Yeah, you'll never get a house. Um, Yeah, you'll never get a house. Yeah, but if four people are going 500 into a house, it just doesn't have to be in my name. Yeah, it doesn't have to be in your name. The thing is, the only get. Let's just get uh, financially savvy girlfriends. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll look around the business major area. Um. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to find zero women. Yeah, well, the few. Women in BEM. There's maybe two. (laughs) Um, not ones that not we don't want those two. I know who you're thinking of. We yeah. don't want those there's, two. There's a type. No, we don't want it. <laughs> yeah, the, the only interesting types are in the arts majors, but yeah, Je- former Jeopardy contestants. Yeah, damn, <laughs> unfortunate. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's Cast- always like Mr. Castle fans. I, I get that reference. I'm like, what's your major? She's like, oh, fucking graphic designer, like art. I'm like plants, photography. I'm plant like, science. I'm like, man, okay. <laughs> I have a bachelor's in plant science. It's I know you do, Jessica. I know you do. It's, it's something else. Like Maddie got her degree. She's not doing shit. But that's besides the point. Maddie's close to homeless. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 because she she got a job that Damn. was like gonna be paying over twenty dollars an hour, and she's like, I don't want it. I'm like, uh, what? Yeah. Because it's uh, she wants to work in the field, but those are all like volunteer jobs. Because oh. the degree that she got. Or is like she's in charge of the people that go out into the field and do oh, shit. Oh, she got like a management position. Not management, but she's be like like a higher above, mm-hmm. like to the corporation that would be like a DEC DEC type. Um, and she doesn't want to sit in an office. Oh, she's dispatch. Okay. She doesn't want to be sitting in an office, but it would pay her so much more. Really, I would love to fucking sit in an office. She's like, no, I want to actually like clean up shit, but it's all volunteer work and like fourteen dollars an hour. So she's like, now I just have to hope my boyfriend makes all the money. I'm like, all right. What you're... boyfriend? Yeah. We, had the, we stayed up until 6 a.m. And the consensus between the two of us is that she is going to die alone. That's so sad. Even uh, last night. I feel night. so bad for her. Yeah. I Even... feel bad for a lot of people because that's not nearly the first time I'd heard that rhetoric. Oh, it's so fucked up. It's because she, it's avoidance of hurt. She had No, one it's hurt. lack of accountability. It's lack of accountability and her. She doesn't. She. I remember talking to her. I'm like, hey, like, negative things can be a positive in your life. You could learn from things. She's like, no, I could just hear about it and learn that way. She's like, my friend could tell me what heartbreak is like, and I'll know everything about it. No. Like, Maddie, that's not how that works. You didn't feel it. You didn't go through it. Maddie would be the perfect type of person to get schooled by, like Kevin Samuels. She should. We should have like when if he was still alive, we would direct her to get to call into Kevin Samuels <laughs> and have that same talk. And he'd be like, okay, what'd you rate yourself out of ten? Fresh out the shower, no makeup. <laughs> oh, how tall are you? How much you weigh? <laughs> it's just so tough because she's like, I'm gonna wait till I'm like in my 30s to get in a serious relationship. You have like, no kids. I'm like Maddie, you're if you do have kids. I want to be friends with somebody for years before I decide to be in a relationship. I'm in my 30s. I'm not comfortable having kids because I haven't built a life because I took three years to start a relationship. Yeah. I'm 36. There's a 50 percent chance my kid's gonna come out with autism. And the fucked up part, the guys that she's into are all looking at, like, 20-year-olds. Yeah. So those guys are not going to change. Her type doesn't seemingly change. No. She's, she explained it, and she's like, I've had this type forever. I'm like, damn, Maddie. The- well, she wasted her opportunity. Most guys in their 30s are looking at 20-year-olds. <laughs> That's just what it is. There's nothing even wrong with that. As it's, weird it's, it is, is to it's say. Not. It's just the types. And most women look at guys that are in their 30s. Well, women who are on the correct path... Yeah. To getting what they want. The crux of what we're saying here is that Maddie and women like her are not on the path to get something that's realistic. It's really unfortunate. I keep trying to tell her, I'm like, that's extremely... First of all, it's toxic to the people she doesn't snare in that relationship circle. The problem with it is that her idea of friendship, like, she's she has successful friendships. And so she thinks she can find some person to turn that into something better. But once people make those barriers, they don't care. Yeah. We're, neither of us will ever be interested in her because she she's already she's in the friend category. She's in the friend bucket. Yeah. It just people don't come out of that friend bucket. No, 
It doesn't happen. That's why the friend zone is a thing. I tried to tell her that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if you, if the guy views you as a friend and you view him as a friend and then you want something more, he's just going to be like, yo, you're ruining the friendship. What are you doing? Yeah. I Like, if she started hitting on me and being like, hey, let's be more than that. We've been friends for many years. I'm like, Maddie, no. <laughs> she would have to be your type first. No. Well, yeah. But well, if she but if she was your type, she I wouldn't be friends. She wouldn't be stuck in exactly. She yeah. wouldn't be stuck in that. Well then that's the thing that people have to recognize. Like if you get stuck in the friend zone, it's because you're not an option in the first yeah. place. There's you can't dig yourself out of that bucket. You can't. No matter how well you clean yourself up or whatever, like if you weren't that type to begin with, like you're like you're not in the reserve. The friend zone is not a reserve. It you're really just isn't. stuck there. It it could be for like rebounds, maybe. No. No. I've seen chicks hook up with their friends for because, rebounds, but no, like, it's always very overt, like, like hey, this the, is not more. The common friend zone story for people who are, like, not disillusioned with reality is, like, that they were this person that they were interested in and they're chasing, but they ended up in this friend category is somebody who is already in a relationship, but this person is are, is that other person's type. So the rebound thing, like, only works when they get out of that relationship. Yeah. But... If you're meeting a person who's just not interested in you, like you're not getting friend zoned. You're just friends. Yeah. Like there's you're you're not getting neglected to a zone that you can get out of. Like you're not you're not in the fucking penalty box yeah, for fighting too early. It's and not then like you after three minutes you get back in. Like you're you. It's a zone. It's not a zone. Like you're. That's just the field you're playing on. Is like this person stuck in this with this it, tag. They just they started as a friend and continued. And they stay that way. That's that's the difference because a lot of guys try to be friends for a long time and then they're like, oh, why isn't it working? It's like because she already guys made, don't like because if you guys don't friend, gamble, if the guy was like, hey, I want to be a friend with this chick and then she was actually interested, she would make sure that's not a friend type thing. Yeah. Very quickly. If two people like each other, they make sure to make it happen. That's the thing. It's like it doesn't yeah. happen where like one person's like. You're like, oh, does does she like me? Does she not? It's been years. <laughs> it's like, I'll never find out. It's like, no, she would let you know very quickly. Mm-hmm. It's if people are horny for each other, it happens. Uh, there's a lot of issues with the, this like line of thinking, and the biggest one for me is that like Maddie's, oh, she's fucked. She's fucked. They're the best, the best single men and women, or like the strongest men and the most optimal women. They don't set a good example. And those are the ones in the public sphere. But the top echelon of that are not public people. Like, they're just people living the correct lifestyle, and then they end up... Like, they don't stay on the market for too long because they're doing things right. Yeah. So they don't go into that, like, public sphere to to d- guide people to live the... Like, the up to be a better part of the sexual marketplace. Yeah, because they figure it out, and then they, they're living their it's life. It's like, why, are you, why would you yeah. give advice to your competitors at that point? But the, like, but, but the alternative to that is getting red pill people. That's which where is, the red pill came which from. is the problem that I don't That's like. That's where about red pill society. came out of. That's it, well, yeah. It was like you get because like the that's the bottom of the top twenty percent is like the eightieth yeah. like the twentieth percentile instead of like the top ten percent who really could be telling you all the correct correct things. Like you get the people just looking up at them, who also kind of you know get girls and stuff, looking down at the rest of the dregs of society of men and telling them how to pull themselves up. And it's like you can. Those people do not have the po- the power to filter people up to the top because they're not yeah. there. They're not there either. They're like, oh, this is how I think <laughs> you get to those people. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking like the fucking top ten yeah. here at the fucking second and step. And I'm role playing like I'm up there. That's yeah, what yeah, doing. I'm role playing to you, but you are looking up at me, so you can't tell that I'm not up there. Yeah, I am the layer between where I want to be and where I am. It's extremely just the whole thing is extremely cringe and sad. Yeah, no. It's really depressing. The internet is a bad thing. I will forever spout that the internet has been a net negative. It, no matter how much positive it can do for people and... In relationships, it's a bad thing, I think. Friendship-wise, yeah. I've met people through the internet, which I would never have met. I think those are those are extensions to pre-existing things. Like, um, like uh, uh, sports and culture. Or like sharing things yeah. between people. Because video games existed before the yep. internet. And now you can play video games with other people. And split screen, you would have other people to talk to. But if you're playing in not the same room, you just talk to them through the internet, right? But that's an extension of things that already exist. And just so you, cast a you augment net. shit with like that with like uh, Twitter or not Twitter, fucking Discord, um, or sports. Like you can cast sports to to different places. You can see replays and shit over the internet. Like augmenting things that already were is a net positive. But the overall net negative 
is new social media interaction culture. Because now, Twitter and, fa- Twitter and Instagram are so prevalent that they press back into people our age, like, in real life. The way society is shaped and what people talk about is shaped by that. And so you get red pill people, and now we're talking about this in real life. It's, uh, it's a little fucked up. Because discussions we've had off air. Because the interactions on, uh, on the internet are very simple. It's just a like or a dislike or sometimes not even a dislike. It's just likes or interactions with a certain thing. And it's a lot of those things are very base, quote-unquote, primal. Dude sees a hot chick, he's going to like it. He's going to look at it more. That's a positive interaction. And then women are turned into like, hey, this is what guys want now. They want us to be more slutty, and that's what makes it more interesting. And then it creates a whole different dating market. Yeah. And it then uh, Tinder popped in. Then it's like, yo, now your options are thousands. Mm-hmm. Now relationships and talking to people isn't that special. It's not like once in a little bit. It's Now it's anytime you want it. Mm-hmm. So the value on that is lowered. People are desensitized. Everything. Like, like it, internet concepts, like the ratio, have distorted what the view of like the public uh, court of affairs is. Because like... Because everything is based on, like, algorithmic interaction, if somebody interacts negatively with something first, like, now the court of public opinion is that all of those things are, all of the interactions with this are negative, and now you've been ratioed for, like, if you are in a, like, a group of 20 people, and you make a, you you say a controversial thing, yeah, everybody who has something to say is going to start yelling at each other about it, and you can get a 50-50 split in that room, but, like... On the internet, the first person to say something negative about it opens the door for anybody else who wants to argue against it. But once the first person has argued against it, somebody who agrees with you might be scared to join in and defend you because now they're getting ratioed yeah. too. And algorithms do not feed positivity like that. Like people defending each other in a in a swarm in a mob situation like that do not get. And now now because that's the way that things are. That's the way that interactions are in groupthink. It feeds into real life and actual opinions people have where it's like you can just di- people disagree with everything but nobody says like here are ideas that are good it's the internet the internet and social media is just too simple for the complex interactions people have it's just too simple yeah we need the we need everything to i think that might be the evolution that might be the now, future i'm against like the metaverse and stuff um and i know the matrix warned us but hypothetically if the metaverse was the first internet like, if we skipped the Twitter part, if we skipped yeah. the, like, because having a social media page is an image and a set of text that depersonalize, like, you're arguing with your phone. Yeah. Or you're arguing with your computer. You're not, this is, there could be a real person on the other side of that set of electrons and photons, but what you're arguing with is the fucking words in your little light box. Yeah. If you could plug in to see other people, you just have, like, a, you just have, like, a non-corporeal interaction with another person a model of another person, which is a lot closer to human psychology than, than what I see is that, what fucking Twitter is. I see that in even like uh, games like VR chat. Yeah. People are way more reserved about saying certain things when they see the other person moving, looking at them. Like they say, Hey, the guy looks at him. You could see that head movement. Yeah. It's like right there. You're with that person. You're not going to say the same shit that you would say over text. If there was another way to make even like 2d experiences on your phone more personable, That'd be interesting. But then it gets into privacy issue because the only way you could do that is if your fucking social security was linked to that. That's the only way. Well, the the VR chat argument has that same layer has that same layer of protection about um anonymity because you don't have to make a model of yourself. You don't. Yeah. It's not it's not like the it's not the, Mar- it's not the Mark Zuckerberg yeah. metaverse. Like you can have sixty five Kermits running around. But everyone has a voice at least, and you can see that head movement. So it's like it's like a it's like a, a masquerade ball almost. It's just almost there. Like just it's it's almost the the idea of this is the masquerade ball, but for like a p- public philosophy. Of course, people run in, say some wild shit, insult a bunch of people, run out. That happens all the time. That happen, doesn't happen yeah, as often. Homeless people do that in New York City. That's true. That's actually just an imitation of real life. But I'm thinking of like because it's like similar age people. I'm thinking of like a college campus type situation. It doesn't happen on the college campus as much. No, but that's because the people who are peers with each like in big cities, people or I guess in any place in I real guess life, it's that's, one big community. Like colleges are like isolated groups of peers. Yeah. So there, there's always going to be fallout. We from were, those people already have a community based around the college, I even guess. without the internet. So it's more of a New York always, City thing. Even without the internet, there's always going to be um, fallout from like an interaction of some shithead running into the cafeteria and like throwing a, a fucking stink bomb and running out. Yeah. People still know that guy. 
you don't need you don't need any part of the internet to have the, his dorm mates or like his classmates be like you're a dickhead and then everybody hates him but like in a group in a giant mangled area of people who one do not live there they just interact yeah. there and two do not know each other or share any um common trait with each other like those things go consequence free it just yeah no that is more of like uh vr chat is like the new york city of social media <laughs> yeah it's pretty like it's pretty impressive. You should like. I wish, but you, you can you can court it. Like you can program rooms to like. There court is off people, there's like, communities you can where community. you get invite only type of shit. Where like there's little events. There's a only invite only through friends. You could join on a friend, mm-hmm. and then you're in that community. You could you live don't that see life. that. You don't see that anywhere there. People are just sitting around talking. VR chat is super interesting just to observe. It's yeah, people from all across the planet just sitting there talking as if they're one on one, which is crazy. I spent I spent uh, probably a solid year watching all the um, like dying man tells his like worst regrets on VR chat. Yeah. Like a uh, former Air Force person tells what it's like to kill people with a drone in VR chat. It's just videos of penguins telling horror stories and like Mario Kart telling fucking horror stories. You get into some really cool conversations with people. Yeah, like there was a chick from like Africa in there yeah she was like yeah like i'm just chilling here and she was just sitting at the mirror with us. i'm just making who killed captain alex in my yeah, computer she's making captain Al- and it was just there's people from everywhere there was a chick from afghanistan that i was talking to while the whole afghanistan thing was getting uh the u.s was pulling out of it yeah she was talking about how she's experiencing it she's fine she was terrified she's like but i just got my quest to just try to put it on like i don't want to be too loud my parents are downstairs but there's fucking explosions every now and then yeah and i'm like jeez Typical, uh, that's the Chicago People experience. have VR chat relationships. It's a whole world. That thing I'm against. It's that I'm, I'm against. I don't think there's any replacement you could ever get. Like, I know, I was I was I talking about the goo room yesterday? Okay, all right. So that must have been before I, I was gone. Um, I was I, trying to... Those are, those are, like, stupid, like, matrix ideas I'm having. Like, but those... I don't think there's any, re- like, replacement for one-on-one interaction that you could ever and have. And all those people, if you talk to them, they're, uh, like, you talk to them, like, oh, how long have you guys been together? Oh, a few months. Yeah. In VR chat. And I'm like... And then uh, you ask them a little more. They're always talking about plans of, like, meeting up. Like, hey, mm-hmm. I got a plane ticket. I'm going, like, in a few weeks. Everyone's trying to meet after that. Yeah, because there's no replacement for it. It's yeah. the best thing you can have. Yeah, I wonder if VRChat will, not VRChat, VRChat will probably not exist in the future, it'll be a different thing, but I wonder if it will get to that point, where it's like, good Um, enough. What's the fucking movie? It'd be fucking Matrix. There was a really good movie about this, like, very idea, but without the internet. Um, Surrogates. Surrogates? I was gonna say, um... Have you seen Surrogates? No. What what were you gonna say? Um... I'll explain after. No, never mind. I was thinking of an AI. A guy falls in love with an AI. Uh, this movie surrogates, like, uh, it's like a it's like a real life Matrix idea almost, or like real life VR chat idea where you can swap yourself with this like uh, this android. You can buy like a new android body and have like just inhabit that body by like sitting in this VR chair that like plugs your brain in, and you can't move, but you move through that thing. Um. And people like it, the the whole premise of the movie is that like society is, so everybody's hot now, and society has changed. And like, but the people who don't have these like, uh, Android, like fake everybody's fake hot. bodies, that makes nobody hot. If everybody's exactly. hot, yeah. exactly, then it's just based on well, personality. Be, yeah, exactly. Um, but like the people with the optimal personality start killing everybody else. Oh. Um, but like the people who are the the cops, or like. Uh, there, there was a really weird concept. I think I might. I watched this movie like ten years ago, but the concept stuck with me so bad. But there was like a, an idea of like um, public servants or whatever, like uh, first responders and cops. Yeah, they could like body hop with like free pass, basically, because like the like instead of be, having like ATMs or like next to ATMs, there would just be like free use bodies. So you could just like wave your badge and then like hop in the fucking chair and start body hopping. So you could like you could be a PI and just like have nobody recognize your face because you're using like the fucking the Chris the Chris Evans Android What's to this watch movie people. Called? Uh, it's either called Circuits or Surrogates. Okay, Surrogates the, probably the, sounds the whatever right. the title is. The it's a pun on the other word. Yeah. Um, yeah, but they start like body hopping, and like just they they start whacking people, and then the the the, the like group of people that they're chasing, like they're so 
ugly and distraught when they when they like they like they fucking kill him and then they the, the person gets like stun locked into the chair yeah. because you're it doesn't log you out you just like die until somebody unplugs you basically so like when they catch the person that they just caught and killed their fucking body of they also have this moral dilemma so they of like find them in real life or yeah they find them in real life the, the, like it's a group of like 10 people i think and the the cops have this moral dilemma about like can we kill them or not because we don't know if those are the real people we just assume that they're the fucking android bodies, but if we shoot them and it doesn't lead back to anything, we just fucking kill the guy <laughs> instead of prosecuting him. Um, oh, okay. So they, okay, yeah, uh, okay. But they end up. Sorry, killing, I was thinking everything was virtual reality. No, no, no. It, this is this real is, life. Controlling real people. Okay. Real android like cyborg bodies or android bodies yeah. like they're fake human. Like it's like Detroit become human. Yeah. If instead of androids being completely autonomous, like you controlled them through like an Oculus, That's... basically. Really interesting but, VR, but you're you're in real life. But VR, but in real life, yeah. yeah. So you're playing a character in real life. You, but they kill one of these guys, and it it does turn out to be one of the fake people. And then they go back and they find that person's like place of where their fucking VR chair is, um, before that their group gets back to them to extract them so that they can continue their goals. And this guy is like fucking decrepit, but he's like just stuck in the chair because he's like, oh, you died. You're just like, we put you in a coma until somebody logs you out. So the cops go and fucking arrest Is it them. only if you die, just die? Or is it only if the cops kill you? Or like a PI kills you? Uh, I, I again, I haven't seen this movie in like 10 yeah. years. It, in, I think it's both. Okay. Either the cops have special guns. I remember there being like a distinct shot of like them going up and finding a person in the chairs. And they're like, there's a bunch of blood coming out of their eyes. And that person is like implied to be dead in the chair. Damn. But there's another part where they kill somebody who's like... They kill an android and somebody, like, you get a shot of somebody ripping the thing off the guy's head and be like, they got you, we gotta go. But, like, it, there's, there's like, uh, there's, like, subtle background shit, like, advertisements for, like, new surrogates for kids. Like, back to school shopping starts now. Buy your kid a different body so That's, that they can go to school the thing is, dressed as, like, and th- I think in the lore of the movie it came about, like, um, oh, we're gonna uh, help crippled people, like, re-enter society as everybody else. But yeah. then it just became like through capitalism, it just became like that's a where uh, Neuralink is coming at it. So like yeah. we're gonna let people like gain control of their body if their spinal cord severed or something. They can control their full body, but we need to interact with a lot of parts of their brain. What was that movie about? It's not um, too far away. There was a movie that came out at the same time as Venom that had like the same concept as that. It was like Venom mixed with the fucking Neuralink thing, where the guy got like the guy's wife, like him and his wife got killed by some group, and then the upgrade, they, upgrade. They yeah. plugged a fucking chip into his spine and made him not paralyzed. And now he's doing kung fu. Dude, that that was a good movie. I enjoyed the fuck out of that. Yeah, that upgrade was, was fucking sick. Where his chip is talking to him. Yeah, it's like oh. he had like Alexa in his brain or Cortana or something. Yeah, I don't think it would be like that, but that's that's a sick like concept. There's a lot of like really. Cool that is concepts. the concept of uh, the power armor from Halo. Yeah. Which sucks. Halo sucks. I'm gonna hot take. What? Hot take. Okay. All right. Hot take. This Halo is our is debate. Bad, but all right. Uh, <laughs> it's hot, not gonna be about hot Halo. Take, hot take. My stance is that Halo sucks. You don't like the Halo universe? Nope. I really don't like most sci-fi. I think only a handful of things do it correctly. What is your biggest problem with sci-fi? Maybe their suits or what? Like, uh, my biggest problem with sci-fi or with no Halo? The, with their version of sci-fi. Their, with their Halo. Universe, with Halo, yeah. the universe. <sighs> I won't do the nitpicky things about like all the aliens speak English. Like I don't care about shit like that. Uh, you can write that out in a very big, believable set of ways because obviously the fucking the story has to be told in because the language. I think that, they, the they, language the story has to be I told in the language you're observing. The AI knows how to translate it. That or the story has to be told in a language that you're experiencing, yeah. but you don't have to say that they're speaking English. You're just receiving it in that yeah. way because it's a fictitious story. I don't care about shit like that. Yeah, like Optimus Prime speaking. Well, he downloaded the internet. Okay. I don't understand. Like, I I was exposed to a lot of people. So I played the first three Halo games with my cousins. Okay. Um, I watched, uh, you know, like, gameplay channels or, like, Let's Play channels go through four and five. So I experienced the story without any cuts, but, like, with a subset of fake friends, like, internet yeah. people. And I've then done the same, yeah. I, I was five. All throughout middle school and high school, I had a bunch of... All of my nerd friends, basically, were, like, Halo novel enthusiasts. Yeah, I, I read and then watched Analysis and, like, all the, like, people that... Yeah, so like I was getting I was getting intakes into the lore, and, like, yeah. I would answer all these questions, and the, the answers that these people, well, my friends would come back to with about, like, would never make any sense logistically about, like, my, my issue with the um, Halo story... Yeah. In terms of sci-fi, 
And it always comes down to human perspective. I don't give a shit about aliens. You can write aliens however you want, and I will never complain. Um, the human perspective about, like, the UNSC and space colonies and, like, Earth being not even a home base anymore. It's just, like, a place for people. It's one of the colonies. It's yeah. just one of the colonies. So, first off, abducting children, fine. Completely get it. It's the military. It's the government. It's, it's I don't not care. the government, the military. It's like a It's subsect. one girl. It's one lady. It's one scientist. It's like one subsect that this one lady just took charge of a small group of scientists. That okay. Like, we're going to do it. So, um, Catherine legi- Halsey. Catherine Halsey. So, Catherine Halsey comes up with the fucking Spartan 2 program, right? Yeah. Starts kidnapping kids. Flash clones all of them, right? Here's my first problem. Sends the Flash clones back home. To die, yeah. To die. But if you just clone them slowly so they'd be perfect fucking clones, which they've shown later that they can do, not too far in the future from the story, um, just send the first batch of kids home. Don't send the other kids home to die because these, if you're breeding people to be soldiers, they don't need identity. So it doesn't matter that they have a mirror version of themselves back home. Or who they who they were take cloned the off of? Clone and train it. Take the clone and train it because because even if you flash clone it and then do go through the Spartan two program, through the cloning process, even if you make a first person who's going to grow into be a super soldier or whatever that the normal person wouldn't, you can augment them to go through that process even better than you would the original people that you had flash cloned. So because the Spartan three and five program where Spartan Lock comes from. I think he was a clone, right? No. That after Spartan Was he a Spartan two, 3? After Spartan 2, they stopped doing the cloning thing. Because they're like, we could just we already have the good enough technology to take regular people and put them through the program. Because he was an adult yeah. already. They, he, he volunteered for this. He show. volunteered. Yeah. All right. Well, but they that was not too distant of the future. Like, uh, Master Chief's only like fucking 34 in Halo uh, 5. Halo 5, he's in his 50s. He's old. What? He's old. He's the every every guy that meets him. They're like, oh, well, it's good old man, pretty much. He wasn't like, cryo sleeping or whatever. Well, he was cryo sleeping. I'm confusing Hot Five and Infinite already. My bad. My um, bad. But, four. Even in four. Oh, what the fuck was that? I don't know. I see. I'm seeing like a white thing in on my whatever. I think it's uh, my nose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in four, after he wakes up from the cryo sleep, he uh, comes down, and one of the generals. Uh, yells at him pretty much uh, one of the conflict points of the storyline. He's 57 years old. He's really old. And uh, the cloning is explained away that at the time they couldn't do perfect clones. They could only do flash clones at the time and as soon as they could do regular clones they did other shit. The Spartan 2 program was already closed so they stopped doing it. it they did but, a small group of kids that they kidnapped and then they transferred the program. But it took less than 10 years to do that because yeah. there was less than 10 years between Spartan 2 and 3. Yeah. So logistically, you could have just worked on that as a failsafe to to make uh, perfect clones, and then you don't have to set like because they're creating like legal troubles. Basically, they are. like there's there's on Earth colony in like two of the books. Two of the books are about like a fucking rogue terrorist colony, basically siding with uh, uh, the Covenant, I think, to fight against the UNSC because they have the Spartans in. They have the Spartan program there. A lot of the books do deal with legal trouble, actually. Yeah, exactly. Of, like the problem that Catherine Halsey started with killing kids, pretty much. But that is not a um, like you did not need to do that, right? The good writing solution is if you're going to create a fictitious, and that's my whole problem with it is you're going to create a fictitious universe of like I'm going to make this uh, morally horrific decision to augment people so that we can win this war for the survival of our race or whatever. She didn't need to. There was no necessity for that. Well, the Spartans wouldn't be Spartans. It doesn't they, matter. They. She wanted to make the ultimate super soldier. And yeah, at the time, she didn't have the technology to make a perfect clone. She didn't have to. They weren't losing. They were, they were in the beginning stages of interacting it with It gave the them the biggest edge they ever had. Sure. She... she it wasn't like they were losing, but it gave them overwhelming odds at that point. She was like, if there was any chance of losing before, it's gone because now we have Spartans. I don't think that's I don't think that's an excuse. And the Spartans were not really invented for the Covenant. They were invented to, to quell human rebellion. Yeah. But so human you could still like there are ways of doing that because she wanted to just make that no soldier on earth could compare. There to are three Spartan. books about 
how the human um, rebellion was quelled without Spartan technology, without alien intervention in Spartan technology, like just on UNSC colonies. Yeah. With like tangential characters who are just part of the military, but they aren't fucking. Is that your main Spartan break program. point with the whole of the Halo universe? Well, I think the having having the main characters of every single game, and I really only care about the games because the the games are the most popular portion of the story. Like like it's the my main same character, issue. and his creation it's, point is that plot line. is the plot line, and it's my problem with like um, I not just, my not not my problem. It's the same approach I take to like Star Wars too, where it's like the movies are the important part, so you need to tell those stories well because no matter how good the Clone Wars is, no matter how good the Lego games are are at telling the fucking stories, the movies are the things that's going to sell a billion dollars. But the games, as far as the game goes, like having that be the basis of the creation and it not be a conspiracy to that you go backwards on because like you fucking play Halo oh, Four, you play five. UNSC or um, you play fucking uh, Reach. You yeah. play ODST, you play fucking four. You never go backwards about Dr. Halsey and be like, oh shit, I need to fucking fight. Like, Master Chief never fucking goes back and fights against the UNSC because of the creation of the program and yeah. that being like, I'm switching sides because of that the and then they end up the, disgracing him. The thing is, when the the whole of the UNSC does fight back against Catherine Halsey, uh, one of the plot lines of four is that she's a criminal. That doesn't. She, by that point, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like if you uh, okay. She I think that went to hiding after. So that's that's fine. But you need the premise of like she did this for the survival of people, or like quelling the human rebellion. Like was a direct necessity to help us win the war against the Covenant during the first three yeah. games or whatever. But the this, this is a missing piece that doesn't justify any of her action. So making her a criminal and having the entire UNSC turn against her in four does not matter at that point. It's like, obviously, this is the consequences of your reactions. Like, I feel, I don't feel bad about it at all. And I, it's not compelling. You're, it's completely dehumanized. Because she's Hitler at that point. She is. To make Hitler, unless you're doing fucking Wolfenstein, where you turn him into a big robot. Like, she's pretty much Hitler. Everybody hates her in the program and on Earth as soon as the information did come out. Yeah. And she's just a small sect of the UNSC. Uh, I forgot what their name is. But she... Just took it on her own self to do that action. Yeah. She did it. It happened. And then it just kept rolling through. And then the pushback came and they fucking shot her. Her arm's missing now. But I could see how that could be a massive problem. It's just that's the hand that was dealt from Halo 1. Yeah. And Halo 1 was not meant to be a serious universe. They didn't think they'd make a trilogy and then pass that point. They're like, okay, we have super soldiers. And then maybe we'll write a book about it. Okay, this would be maybe interesting. I like uh, I like sci-fi about. I think it's a more interesting sci-fi than Star Wars for sure. I don't. I find I don't. it way more interesting because sci- uh, Star Wars feels like an empty universe. There's two pieces of sci-fi that I like. Well, the movie. Two types. Two types of sci-fi that I like. I like sci-fi like Star Wars. I don't like Star Wars because the the main over half of the movies are bad. So Clone Wars doesn't make up for it because I love Clone Wars, but the rest of it not made up for because the weight of the movies. But I like I like sci-fi like Star Wars. Where humans are a meaningful, like Mass Effect, where humans are an equal footing with all the other Mass alien Effect races. Mass Effect is good sci-fi. Exactly, Mass Effect is some of the best sci-fi. Humans are on equal footing with all the other alien races, and so like, um, it's about like all the like things that are morally gray are about uh, interwoven morality between species, of like how these things interact and like what is the true meaning of humanity or being alive because of these similarities that we all like these are questions that get delved into and there's a nice to explore or um i like sci-fi where um like human humanity is one whole thing and you're facing one external threat have you read uh have you heard of uh the three body problem uh I know the theory of it but i, I okay. haven't well no is the it books. a separate okay so the yeah. books uh the three body problem uh the dark forest and death's end Okay. Is a book trilogy. It's a Chinese book trilogy, but uh, I I skimmed it. <laughs> I read. I had the audio booked, uh, <laughs> read to me after I uh, wiki dived it basically. But yeah. I found it very interesting because um, it proposes this idea of like um, like understanding that alien arrival is like a guaranteed thing that's coming, and it being a threat. And so now human morality is like, how do you corral all people? into, like, a majority enough decision where, like, you can make each actual, like, countermeasure a thing that people just have to live with that doesn't fucking destroy the whole world. 
so in the in the three body problem, like um, there's this uh, alien race called the Trisolarians. They live in a um, they live in an unstable solar system on a planet that's equidistant from three stars. Oh, okay. so it has uh, inconsistent. That's where they get their name from? It, yeah, th- yeah. Trisolarians. Yeah, uh, it has like it it doesn't have a rotation or a revolution really. It like as the stars move around. Alive, pretty much. Pretty much, but yeah. their their planet is unstable, so they go looking for Earth, and they found Earth because we send, um, we send fucking probes and telescopes and shit out that have like evidence of where we are and yeah. our shit. So they they find us, send a signal back, and say like, "Oh, we're coming to take your planet. Um, <laughs> it's going to take us four hundred years to get here because we are four hundred light years away, and we can move at the speed of light, and we have the means to take your planet. This is a guarantee. You you cannot fight back." It's like fucking people with machine guns going to North Sentinel Island. Like, you can sharpen as many spears and arrows as you want. <laughs> You're not beating a 50 BMG. It's... Um, but, but you know, with that time, what's explored about uh, the human condition um, is, like, we can only advance so much, right? Yeah. Because we're not at the... the that is the three-body problem, is that we are not at the level where we can explore and go and interact and That's like an, know that we can take planets too like we're not an equal footing here to war with yeah. so well we don't even from the premise i don't know how the book goes but from the human's perspective we don't even know what we're going up against so we're like setting a bar that we don't know yeah. if that's even close or that if is we're above it. that is the premise yeah and so like uh in the first book and i won't go too much into the second and third ones but in the first book um like we make a space force basically like so we we destroy the planet basically like mining yeah. everything who gives a fuck about pollution if we can beat these aliens we can go wherever we want so like human survival is you know we create a, a new caste system fucking five billion people Don't die tell me the aliens never show up they do they do okay um because that'd be like oh yeah humans. yeah but like we we make like a space force basically yeah. so instead of like we can produce shit and we have these super hyper advanced star trek spaceships and then um uh but the aliens they have this weird uh I forgot what the fucking these like photons are called basically, but they have, they have these like quantum level. They have a, such a high understanding of like advanced technology that these like these like quantum level um, particles or m- machinery that interacts with things on a particle scale, so they can make Newtonian physics not function correctly, which stopped our advancement for about, like two hundred years. And then they they send one probe ahead, and it's uh, it's a perfect teardrop. And uh, it doesn't do anything at first. Like we we think it's like a gift or like a sign or whatever. They we put it into one of our ships and like we start measuring it. And it like this thing does not make any sense at all. Like the there's an entire like two chapters dedicated to like just the results of sc- scanning this thing. And it's like it reads as having like zero Kelvin temperature because all the ad- it's so dense and compressed that there is no atomic movement inside of it. It is just held together on some level that we don't understand. And then, like, it gets back to our main characters, and they're like, that doesn't make sense at all. Uh, why the fuck would they have that here and not do it? And then they're like, that is a weapon. Get it out of our ships. And then the second that they send the signal back, it just starts ramming through. This one thing starts taking out everything. And then you start to understand, like, oh, this is a problem we can't win. So the sci-fi of it becomes like... That's what like, do you do in the meantime, in the next, like, hundred years? And, like, you that's know, almost interesting it's, it's about, like, human ingenuity and coming together and shit. And it ends really, really in a, in a like, satisfying, open-ended sort of way where it's, like, the questions that have been answered lead up to a bigger question. And then it's on the reader to, to sort of think about yeah. it and play out. But that's the sort of sci-fi I like that's, where it's, like... That's, like, cosmic <laughs> horror level. It is, like it is a horror. horror. It is a, uh, it's like, a thriller horror. It's not, like overtly horror but it's like it's the unknown the existential just, dread yeah. the cosmic horror of it like you don't know what the fuck it reminds me of um i haven't read this one i remember reading a or hearing a synopsis on it uh there's a book about how we're all living our life normally right now we're looking like we have nasa looking at images of our planets and then one day pluto is gone <laughs> and we're like what the fuck <laughs> happened to pluto and then Neptune gets destroyed. There's just something slowly moving its way in, eating planets. And it's just the the it's the a Unicron. It's a giant creature. Unicron transform. There's a giant creature just consuming planets, at, on its way in, and it's just how humans 
viewed that. That's the plot line. That's the actual overarching thing. But that's cosmic horror. There's just something coming. We don't know what the fuck is happening. I like uh, I like um, the different interpretations of like Eastern and Western versions of like what cosmic shit is. Yeah. You know what Gurren Lagann is? No. Gurren Lagann is this anime. It's uh, the the whole the whole like message of it is like you can never beat the uh, human spirit. It's the Alex Jones rant about like you will never destroy God, America first. You will never ever beat the human spirit. I don't believe in the, any of that. Uh, but no, it's it's a it's yeah. a fucking it's a mecha anime. It's yeah. a Gundam anime about like big drill robots and um, like as the threats as the threat levels increase, like they keep just like plugging machines into each other over and over again as they build this big-ass fleet, and it literally gets... Like, the series finale is on a universal scale. So what started out as a 10-foot robot plugged into a 50-foot robot plugged into a 200-foot robot became, like, they just keep scaling up until, like, they have enough cosmic force that they're, like, making... They're throwing galaxies at each other. That's insane. But that's, like, a... That's, like, a... That's a Eastern concept. Like, be bigger than the universe in our eyes. I feel like the sci-fi movies that we make about, like, space invasions, that's where humans are gonna be. We're going to be the aliens that come to a planet to just devour it. Oh, yeah. To be like, no, this is our shit. We're here. That's I don't think... Humans... I don't think... If, that... if humans last long enough, that's what people are going to be. And I'm all for it. We're going to be but eating stars in the future. I don't think... Well, uh, if we make Dyson Spheres... Yeah. I, I don't. I think so. humans will be extinct by the time the Dyson Sphere is complete. I yeah. don't think there's a feasible way. Because you can't make something bigger than a star. It would have to be... You cannot make something bigger than a star. We. It would have to be a world where not... We can't be individuals at that point. We have to be on a neural link. We have to have AI powering us, developing schematics, building things at an exponential level. Factories Mm -hmm. are just developing things constantly. It would have to be that type of future. Not happening on just one planet. You're talking about an autonomous world, though. Pretty much, yeah. That's aided by humans or humans still maybe exist in it. It would maybe... I think the human reach might just be robots. It might not be physical people anymore. This is is Bionicle. Yeah. It... (laughs) We're, we're creating bionic. gigantic. We're making the big Matanui robot. Yeah, that, I think that's that's the, probably what humans, uh, if we last long enough, would probably do. What if Jeff Bezos had enough power to like create this uh, autonomous world it. you're talking about, and then one day like a big robot face popped out, and America was destroyed, and it was a big Amazon robot popped out of the water. <laughs> and Amazon it started robot. building Dyson it has spheres. Has that little smiley face too? Started building Dyson spheres. No, that'd be uh, that'd be pretty epic. But quickly getting back to Halo for a second. Yeah. The one thing I really loved about Halo is the alien um, interactions. Like alien interactions with each other? Are you with seeing human, alien culture? The Flood, uh, and the Covenant. I love that scene where like the, the fucking military guys are just going and taking the plasma weapons and they just bump the Covenant guys out of the way. That's one of the things I love. Always the evil guys. No, they're just... It's only force. out of circumstance and what's going on. There's different factions and the Covenant is made up of multiple races that aren't... They don't vibe with each other. Yeah, they There's have a like complex Jedi. hierarchy. They have Jedi. Like, the grunts had their planet taken from them. Destroy the whatever's left of them. <laughs> it's fucking, uh, I like that interaction. Like, the Flood even teams up with Master Chief to take mm. out the Covenant. Yeah. For, like, a time being. And then he, they're like, alright, humans, or no. What are the other races in the later games? The fucking Prometheans and Prometheans. the, um, the Banished? Is the Banished or the Fallen? One of those the is The Banished from... is a sect of the Covenant that split off. What a... I'm thinking, I'm trying to not confuse it with Destiny. Because I hate, I hate Destiny for the same reason. We have the Fallen coming up. The so. Fallen, yeah, yeah, okay. The Fallen, uh, or the Endless, or the Fallen. One I of those is Destiny. I hate Destiny for the same reason. Like Destiny has the exact same Halo problem as me, or Halo as problem as me. I have the exact same problem with Destiny as I do. What is this? What do you mean, right error? Oh no, no, it's fine. It's it, it's recording. The timer's still going in the background. It's recording. It just. Because it's getting a power supply, the fucking the uh, soundboard buttons aren't working. That's terrifying. It's okay. it's fine. I guarantee it's still there. I'm a hundred percent certain it's still there. I've seen this message before and it still okay. records. Um, I gotta pee. Yeah, well, we're like two minutes away from being done. Right. Destiny, Destiny sucks for the same reason because it feels um like there's alien races and shit that are humanoid, and so we can interact with them on a meaningful level. And then there's like the fucking the big bugs. Yeah. The big bugs sitting in fucking Saturn's rings that have the Halo gun coming out of their ship. I I wish and aliens were more creative. Like the alien designs. I want some shit that's just not rational. I like um the like co- Nope. Have you seen the movie Nope? No. 
Uh, are uh, you really interested in it at all? Uh, I like Jordan Peele as a director, so I might watch it. Okay, I. You can spoil it for me. I don't really. I'm not a spoilers person. Okay. I don't care. The the alien ship that you kept seeing the trailers. The flying saucer. Yeah, the flying saucer. Is uh, it? I love this flip of it. The ship is actually not a ship. It's an animal. It's an alien. Oh, like it the is. Whole, an alien. The whole ship is an alien. Yeah. Okay. And it's organic. It's it's picking up people. That like tractor beam thing is how it eats. How it eats. Okay. Yeah. It's it's such a fucking cool I mean, concept. Cool. I love concepts that like sense. that. That, and they pl- that gets discovered pretty early. I go the, the other way. I think um, it's a fine rationale in sci-fi, in sci-fi in particular, because it like going off of science to make science fiction like evolution has to be a, a correct concept. So like, auto. Um, Autonomous, like two arm, two leg things, consistently winning like the the world arms race, yeah. and then becoming the species that develops space travel and interacts with other things. I'm fine with that being like, like that's how, the all, how all aliens yeah. are designed because that's the filter that makes things good. But in uh, I like the the opposite. Like if the fucking alien ship was a thing in like a fantasy universe where I, things don't have to make sense, I think it's fine because I love dragons. Even though most like movie dragons, like the big fucking two wing, four four legged tail, long ass head dragons, like they do not have the autonomy to fly because they're carrying too much weight. No matter how hollow their bones are, even though their bones couldn't be hollow if they're lizards. Yeah. Um, I love that shit because it doesn't need to make sense. I, no matter how much like actual autonomy you put yeah. into it, it's like oh magic. I I don't like the magic. I wish there was an explanation to how this alien ship creature came to be like maybe it was from like a gas giant like a jupiter where there is no land mm-hmm. where things somehow started evolving Poopity. there and they <laughs> they're just little floating things like we start little like little floating bird type things that eventually turn into that shape but girls go to jupiter or, to take up hoopiter oh man <laughs> Damn. i think we should close out the podcast <laughs> finish your statement um i forgot my statement uh, <laughs> yeah